0: Welcome to the Ron Edwards Show. Informative interviews, stimulating conversations, controversy. Prepare yourself. Here's Ron Edwards. Good day and how are you? My name is Ron Edwards and welcome to the Ron Edwards American Experience. And um, well, we've got a real full show for you today. Uh, lots of uh, great things to talk about, some pretty uh, horrible things to discuss as well. But overall, we're going to have a great day, great time to d- together today on this edition of the Ron Edwards Experience. Um, Shabbat Shalom to all of our friends out there. And uh, a big shout out to the Zechariah 2.5 five Prayer family all across America, and I just want to thank every one of you for joining me on this edition of the Ron Edwards American Experience. And you can really join in at eight four four seven nine zero talk. That's eight four four seven nine zero eight two five five, and join in this illustrious conversation. Well, um, first of all, this show is being brought to you on um, via our. Flagship station that's KCKQ 1180. That's out of beautiful Reno, Nevada. Worldwide on America Matters Media, and you can enjoy us also overnight. uh, Back to this night um, in rebroadcast on WCET. That's uh, FM 101.7. That's in beautiful um, Columbia, South Carolina, and there are other stations as well. You can check on the old website. TheRonEdwards.com. That's theRonEdwards.com, and you can check out my white website there. Lots of great stuff. Uh, some of my uh, prior articles or columns, also archived uh, pages from the Edwards Notebook commentary, which is now airing on over 200 stations across our great republic. And uh, also um, uh, check out some other great stuff on there as well. Well, my friends, well, 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 where do we start? Well, how about uh, our friend? Or not so, not so much a friend, but Michael Avenetti. He's a lawyer who gained fame by representing a porn star in lawsuits against President Donald Trump. He was convicted today of trying to extort sportswear giant Nike. Well, the verdict was returned today by a Manhattan federal jury after it deliberated charges of attempted extortion and honest services fraud, in which prosecutors say was an attempt by Avenatti to extort up to $25 million from Nike with threats to otherwise harm it. The charges carry a combined potential penalty of about 42 years of incarceration, at least 48 years of age. Let's say they put him in the clink um, for 42 years. Well, we don't even know if he'd lived that long when you consider the food in an average prison. Ah, man, he became prominent during a frequent cable television program appearances in 2018. Remember, in 2019, he was all over the place, especially on CNN and, uh, you know, those garbage, garbage networks over there. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 amazing. Uh, I'm so glad that Abinetti has uh, been um, found guilty. And that means he will get into the clink. And that's good. But you know what? Every time there's something good, you know, these people around here in the government, they turn right around and they screw things up. I'll give you an example. Um, William Barr. Now, he is our esteemed, highly esteemed Attorney General. Am I correct? Yes, boys and girls. Well, he came across as a Tough, no sense, no you know, no nonsense kind of guy, right? Well, Mister No Nonsense, and his Department of Justice, or just us, will refuse to pursue criminal charges against Andrew McCabe, former FBI official, as of this day. This comes after a nearly two-year-long so-called investigation into accusations brought by the agency's independent watchdog, who found that A lacked candor, which questioned about. Leaking to the media. In a letter to McCabe attorney Michael uh, Bromwich, uh, obtained by Fox News, Justice Department attorney J.P. Cooney said the investigation is now closed. Shut down. Mm. I find that very interesting. You know, these people, uh, this, 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 that scumbag, this, you know, other individuals. Um, I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. These people were doing wrong. They admit, you know, they were caught doing wrong. I'll put it to you that way. There's evidence. And yet, Mr. No-Nonsense, hey, we're not going to bother with that anymore. The Department of Justice has opened its inquiry, though, into an interview that former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn gave to the FBI, which led to a guilty plea for giving false statements that he since sought to withdraw. Well, it's like they don't want to keep—they don't want to leave this guy alone either. Now, Attorney General Bill Barr has asked Jeffrey Jensen, U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Missouri, to probe the circumstances surrounding the interview—an inquiry that began at some point in the last month, according to two people familiar with with it who spoke uh, on NBC. And of course, they were not named. A third unnamed person who was said to be familiar with the inquiry, said that Jensen is conducting a board review of the case. One of these people described the inquiry as very sensitive. A spokesperson for Jensen told NBC that um, that NBC would not answer questions about the inquiry. I mean, they don't want to leave this guy alone. They basically robbed him of everything. They keep picking on this guy. The guy was a hero. Had a son doing good things. It's just, it's just, and you know, it's it's very depressing when you look at it. The unjust, like McCabe, are are allowed to go scot free, and someone like Flynn, they just want to keep going at him. And Mister No Nonsense Bar, I ate too much, continues to want to screw around the wrong way. I have to admit, he fooled me for a few minutes too. I had my hesitations, and then I pushed that aside because he seemed to be a forthright kind of fellow. But I'll never forget, he re- remember, he defended the Clintons. So, you know, that's in his blood. So I think that uh, he needs to be replaced. I'll just be frank with you. He needs to go. Homeboy needs to go. Get out. Kaput. But we've got lots of other things to discuss, much better things to discuss, and so we're going to be taking a look at uh, the history of Valentine's Day. By the way, happy Valentine's to you and yours. I'm Ron Edwards, and you are listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience.
1: Ron Edwards, the new voice of America.
0: Enjoying a cup of tea?
1: And listening to the Ron Edwards experience, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: Well, absolutely, it does not. You are listening to the Ron Edwards American experience, and I want to thank you for joining me this day. And you can too at 844 um, 790 You know, close to 2,000 health workers in China are infected, with the coronavirus, that's in addition to the citizenry out there that is sick, um, many deaths in that great nation. Um, there's a good uh, side to this. You know, for every ill win, there's a good side for someone else. Where I'm going to prove my case in a f- just a few minutes when we get our special guest on here, Miss Brooke Emery. She's a great writer. She uh, writes uh, weekly columns for America Out Loud a fast-growing conservative uh, slash Christian uh, website that uh, where people are allowed to tell the truth as they see it. And uh, she does a great job there, and we're going to be pulling her up in just a second. But um, when I look at uh, the situation with, with China, this is uh, almost a situation where I could say, I could turn to uh, many Americans and tell them, I told you so. Because years ago, If you look at uh, how Nixon opened the door to China, I was a real young guy, and I said then I knew that was a huge, big heap of mistake. We should not have done it. We should have left them on their bicycles and in their fashionable gray jackets as they used to ride around in circles there in what was called Peking at the time. should have left their behinds alone. You never feed the beast that is built on a philosophy of destroying others that are not like them. You look at the situation in the South China Sea. The Chinese are trying to take over that. They say that is ours. And they're now wiggling in, in the political bed now with um, the Philippines. And their new uh, recently elected, elected Islamic dictator, or that's what I'm calling him, over the Philippines is really getting is getting real close now with Russia and China. And he just, in fact, uh, just sent us a letter and said uh, they're suspending all joint military operations between our two nations and turning. I mean, you know, America saved their backsides and this is the thanks we get. But that's okay. We technically don't need them either. And I'll explain. I'll explain, Lucy in just a little bit let me welcome our special guest miss brooke Emery from america out loud hello brooke and thanks for joining us today
1: hello there happy valentine's day
0: ah <laughs> uh, thank you so much and, and same to you well i think you heard a little bit of what i was talking about here yep. and one of the stories i wanted us to address is uh, the situation in china and um you know i i i just um I'm of the opinion that we never should have opened the door to that. We do not need them. And I have been praying, hoping, thinking about that something would happen to prove that to America. And The reason why I say that is because we have really screwed ourselves by doing business with them, taking our manufacturing over there. You cannot take your the bulk of your manufacturing to a communist nation that is hell bent on destroying you and expect good results in the long run. You just can't do it. The twain don't meet. And so Brooke, I, um, I just would like to see what you think about that. And then I'll further explain my case and why we do not need them whatsoever. Let's say you.
1: Absolutely. And I think that the first thing I thought when I heard about the coronavirus and, and that, not the original point, but that it was expanding, is that, once again, it's going to redound to Trump's benefit, because he's been talking about China forever, right? And he was, he was elected in part on bringing the manufacturing back to America, and you're so right, because it's just proving, once again, in, in addition to manufacturing, we also need steel production for weaponry, for military and everything. So it's just showing that we need to have the resource, take advantage of our resources here and manufacture and be self-sufficient in our own country so that we don't depend on another country, especially, you know, that it's the live markets that's a real problem. And and that they eat really weird stuff over there. I mean, it's it's (laughs) cultural, obviously, you know. But that's a big part of the problem, apparently, is those live markets. And that's, yeah. uh, you know, the eating of bats, and they just had a big, um, a bunch of dead birds that came over in a shipment. Yep. Did yep. you Did you hear about that? This is, yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of issues beyond that, but it's a very, I think it's going to redound to Trump's benefit, absolutely. But, you know, it's globalist slave labor. That's what it was. The globalist and multinational com- companies, they want cheap labor. So they're going to find it wherever they can, and it was China at the time. You know, they have 1.4 billion people. So even if they lost half of their population, they still have more than us. So I don't think China cares about – I don't necessarily think China cares about this, about losing, you know, 10 million of their population if that happened. But also the globalists wanted cheap labor, so that's why they went over there.
0: But here's another big danger. You know, we get most of our pharmaceuticals from China. We, you know, exactly. medicine we need for our sick bodies; those who get sick, um, we get it from one of our most ardent enemies. Now, how stupid is that? To me, that's totally asinine. Um, we should just—I wish so, every once in a while. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I don't believe in dictatorships or anything like that. But I wish there could be a, a, a sneaky way that Trump could force. Our Pharmaceutical companies to bring their manufacturing back to this country. That's just as important as the physical needs, uh, such as steel and all of that, because to have our health care, or I'm sorry, it's mo- not health care, but medical care um, via our drugs and things like that in the hands, the production of it in the hands of people like China, you know, people that eat bats, who knows what they're putting in <laughs> to, to to our to our pharmaceutical you know need you know materials here and it has been found that um, man i don't have the story in front of me but i forget it was one major manufacturer that they did find some of the major uh, one of their major uh, pharmaceutical products used by millions of americans to be tainted Well, i believe it was arsenic or something on on that level um it, it's bad stuff and we have to wake up. And I'd be willing to pay more for products if they were made in America as long as, you know, they're going to be safer. They're going to be better produced. The whole nine yards, you know, it's, it's worth it. I mean, when you think something is so great, it comes from Europe. Ooh, a scarf from Ireland. They cost a lot more because of the quality. We don't bark about that. So what if American workers make more so the product will cost a little more? So what? If it's not going to kill me, I think that's a bargain. What say you?
1: No, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's all of these things. Plus, you've got to think they also have... Our legislators in Washington are also giving them information on our military. So our pharmaceutical, our military, our manufacturing, all of that is in a country that, like you say, it's a communist country. It's a, This guy just appointed himself dictator for life. So we we really... We really need to wake up and this will, this is a wake up call. And hopefully, hopefully the American people will understand and enough of them are paying attention to this instead of, you know, what Kim Kardashian is wearing that this is, (laughs) this is, you know, this will make them wake up and call their legislators and they're going to have to do something. I'm not really hopeful that either party legislators actually care. They're going to have to be forced to do it by the populace, you know, so they need to, the populace needs to be educated on this, and that's
0: another thing. Absolutely. How many people uh, real actually quick,
1: know?
0: <laughs> real, real quick, we've got a, just a couple of minutes here before we go to break. But according to Fox News, A.G. William Barr and his department of Just Us is refusing to pursue criminal charges against Andrew McCabe. Now, we all know that the guy lied like a rug and is just a despicable human being. Well, you can't be thrown in the clink for being despicable but he did do some wrong things but they, they're not even going to look into it oh, just go on your way but yet at the same time the this justice department wants to go back against or over and and mess around with uh, michael flynn who just got a break i mean this is just a uh, bass backwards i don't trust william barr i did for maybe about five seconds because I didn't forget that I believe that he worked to kind of protect the Clintons back in the 1990s, but uh, I could be wrong. But I'm not. What say you? We've got about a minute and a half.
1: Yes, I was. I am furious, and I'm 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 depressed today over that. I can tell you. I, I'm so furious at what's going on, and I have a you know very good friend of mine that I sent a bunch of angry texts to on this issue. And he's like, "No, you just gotta wait." And you know, it's always this idea that there's this 4D chess going on, and there's all this, you know, good cop, bad cop. I, I don't know. My, my hope, you know, using the word loosely, is that there, there is actually stuff going on behind the scenes. Because I understand there are two sealed indictments. Um, that's legit. I mean, having a grand jury and two sealed indictments is legit. It's not, you know. Hearsay—that's a—that's a a concrete action, right? So there's a lot of, there is a lot of, are a lot of statements that are being made. There's leaking that's being done. Whether that's strategic to do a sort of psyop, I don't know. Um, But it's it's absolutely infuriating, and I I love President Trump, but this has to be there has to be at least one person gets indicted before the election or or it's not going to be we're going to have a problem the election the re-election is going to have a problem unless at least one person goes down and we need about Absolutely. 50 to go down
0: Absolutely, actually, <laughs> thousands least. to yeah. be honest with you, a lot of people should be fired and thrown into jail, not just let go out of their positions They're, they should absolutely. be there should be uh, you know the jail should be pretty full of these people anyway folks you're listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience right here on the america matters media network i 'm Ron Edwards. When a president makes a proclamation involving our national security, I would think that failure to follow through would garner more negative feedback than our current president who fulfills campaign promises. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. In 2006, Barack Hussein Obama plainly stated, quote, those who enter our country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law. And because we live in an age where terrorists are challenging our borders, We cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented and unchecked. Americans are right to demand better border security and better enforcement of the immigration laws. Of course, many of us knew then and everyone is aware now that former President Obama never intended to bolster our national security. Yet, the media and their co-workers of destruction in the Democrat Party have tried every trick imaginable to destroy President Trump because he actually has made progress securing our borders with a new wall being built and getting mexico to help prevent caravans from pouring into our republic i certainly wish that we could impeach the democrats for such an offense i'm ron edwards check out the ron edwards.talkspot.com for news updates and other great stuff sponsored by the tri-county liberty coalition
1: Blowing away the myths and revealing the truth. It's the Ron yeah, Edwards yeah, Experience yeah, yeah, at 844-790-8255. Yeah, oh no. That's 844-790-8255. Yep,
0: and we are back. You are listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience. And uh, welcome and thank you so much. Shabbat Shalom. And uh, thank you for all of my friends and uh, Fellow Americans, if you're a fellow American, you're my friend, because if you love this country, you're okay with me, whether I know you're not, and I just consider you a friend if you are a friend of our republic, and we are all united in that. Uh, We're with a special guest, uh, Miss Brooke Emery. She's a great writer, great columnist for America Out Loud, and I really have to give it to you, Brooke. I love uh, your Brooke Says columns. And, and uh, I re- highly recommend for folks to go there and uh, check out your columns. You do a great job, and a big salute to you. Um, getting right to it, um, our friends in the Senate, and I use the term real loosely, it seems, it, 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 it seems that the Senate, especially eight Republicans, are just trying to be real horses' backsides. You know, they turn around and they slap Trump in the face by saying, we're going to limit your power to conduct war against Iran. Something he was not doing, by the way. He was only retaliating if they killed Americans or destroyed any of our property. He was not conducting war. He has been complaining about our situation in the Middle East. If, if, by the way, presidents before him, and and Sessions of Congress had been conducting their business correctly, uh, the Trumpster would not have this to deal with. Somebody named Trump finally came along and said, I'm going to do something concrete about these issues in the Middle East, because these idiots have been for decades, literally, doing nothing about it. Uh, How do you see it?
1: No, absolutely, and, you know, it's not like he just woke up one day and said, oh, I'm going to kill Soleimani. The guy was bombing the the um, base in, uh, in Iraq, and also he had taken our, host- our, soldier, our Navy sailors hostage. I mean, it's after about four or five things that he actually did that. He's fully justified to have killed Soleimani, right, who is also responsible for hundreds of American deaths and thousands of Americans wounded. I am so sick. And and by the way, this is after he was, he had all of them in the White House after the impeachment acquittal. And they're all fawning over him and clapping for him, including Cassidy, who was one of the ones that voted for him. I think Alexander was there. They're all in the White House clapping, clapping, clapping for him on Friday, I think it was, after the prayer breakfast. And then they go and do this. You know, um, and by the way, you know who, who did not vote for this? Mittens. If he (laughs) thinks Trump is such a threat that he needed to be, that he needed to, Willard Mittens did not vote for it. If he thinks he's such a threat that he should have been impeached and removed for office, surely he would vote against for him starting a war. I mean, you and I are on the same page of being, I criticize Democrats because I'm a conservative, right? But I'm so sick, I criticize my own party worse because they're so stupid that I just, (laughs) I'm infuriated with them all the time. And by the way. I don't know if you've seen, you know, been watching, but it's astonishing to me. Trump, it's like he gives them the manual, right? I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. Okay, so he gives them a playbook on how to reattach their testicles, the men, (laughs) right? Here's how you do it. Reattach the testicles. I have some Velcro, some glue, and some tape. You take them off the shelf, and you put them back on, and here's how you do it. You walk around with them, and you see how they work, okay? He showed them how to do it. After the Roger Stone thing and the, the the tweets that Trump did, the media immediately rushed to all the Republicans. What do you think about what Trump said? What do you think about what Trump said? And all of them stood there like little scared bunnies and were like afraid of the media asking them what he had done about Roger Stone. Meanwhile, none of them knew what he had done or tweeted or said or anything. So it just goes to show you that even though Trump shows how an alpha man who acts like a man or you know alpha female to be, you know for the women acts like a, a like a strong person instead of a eunuch this is how you fight and by the way you win they still don't know how to do it. I'm sick of them. Sorry you know, that's my rant. I can't take it anymore. I'm sick of them. Brooke, it's worse than that.
0: <laughs> It's not that they can't; they don't want to. It comes down to philosophical base. I learned this a long time ago. It used to be there was a time when I looked at Democrats and Republicans as different, and in some ways they really are. Yes. Okay. Um, but it's becoming more and more difficult to see the differences, and I and it really bothers me to have to say that. It used to be during the days of Ronald Reagan, man, it was a clear cut difference, and now, because of the wimpus americanus apologeticus disease that seems to be permeating every aspect of society, because of the war against God, strong men, the whole nine yards, so you've got these mm-hmm. Republicans. You're right. I saw that, that so-called press conference. I saw that hot mess. And I was, I was ashamed. I You know, had someone come to me, if it were a public situation, uh, sir, uh, do you call yourself a Republican? I probably would have said, if they're like that, no. If that's representative, I would have said, "Uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm just a conservative, thank you. Um, And and see, you cannot gain respect and victory and really turn the nation around if you're a Republican and you want to act like that to try to kiss the backsides. Because I think maybe there is a bit of mild retardation, because after... Uh, no, no. after since Ronald Reagan, right, they have been attacked relentlessly. The only time things got done in favor of our country was the Gipper sometimes would, would kick sand back in the, in the face of the media. Things got done. Life was good during his, his, his tenure. Uh, the, the Republicans, as you would say, put their testicles on, 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 on the shelf and went away. So now we've got a, an FM Hill, I like how you put it, and it's like, and he's winning. And it's like, well, we don't want to follow He's that.
1: winning. So I, I,
0: I've come that to the conclusion. He's winning.
1: It's like, yeah.
0: They're, they're evil. They're evil, uh, Brooke. It's not about that they don't know and that they're scared. They're evil. They're evil, evil, evil. And we have to finally see it that way so that we can act correctly as voters and seek and find real conservatives to primary these, these kind of people out. Because you have these half asses that walk around talking a talk, a great talk. And then they get in there and it's a totally different story. So they know what they're doing. And that, that, that makes me lose respect. You cannot know exactly, and you're a little shaky, you're a little scared. You can learn, wake up, and grow. But when you know what to say, you know the truth, but your actions speak the volumes of the opposite, that means you're on the other side, that you're a sneaky peek that needs to be replaced. And to me, that's more. That's even worse. What say you. Absolutely.
1: And I... I I have to say, for me personally, and this should be for every voter, first of all, I'm a conservative who votes Republican. If I had, I have, I do local politics, and so I have to be affiliated with the Republican Party. If I didn't have to do that to, to do what we have to do locally, I wouldn't, because they, they annoy me to no end. But the litmus test for me is any. Any person who runs for office who's going to get my vote has to be aggressively pro-Trump, unapologetically pro-Trump, because I consider myself a Trump-servative Trumpican. It's not because I'm a sycophant. It's not because I think Trump, you know, walks on water like Jesus Christ. It's because if you're not willing to do that, you're not willing to fight. Right? That has to be the litmus test, because they all say they're going to do something, and they don't actually do it. But that would prove, because if you're going to be pro-Trump, you're going to be annihilated. And you have to be willing to stand up for that. That's the issue. Because anybody that's pro-Trump, I see it on the local level where I live, um, in the local politics, in the local Republican Party, when you're pro-Trump, they go after you. And that happens all over the place. The establishment, you know, and you talked about Reagan, Bush Bush did not follow the Reagan conservative plan, and he lost in his second term. He's a, these Republicans are exposing themselves for being country club Republicans who want to be liked by the media. And my next article is going to be on, um, I think it's going to be on Mitt, because it's its the point. is like, no, Mitt, they love you because they can use you, but they still hate you. It's the same with John McCain. They hated John McCain until... John McCain went against Trump, and then they loved him for five minutes, and now he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, he's better. John McCain to the left now is better than Marie Curie. Okay, seriously, because he went against Trump. But as soon as there was a there was if if McCain was alive and ran for president against a Democrat, he would be back to being the racist guy that every Republican is all day long. So. The only people that are going to get my vote are the people that actually fight and understand. The media hates you when you're Republican, period. Don't ever think differently. The media, the left, the newspapers, they all hate you. Be willing to get in the arena and fight anyways, because if you're not, you won't. You talked about it about respect. You don't have my respect, because if you're not willing to stand up for Trump, you're not willing to stand up for me. And that's what that's what they still don't understand. The Republicans don't understand. It's not about Trump. They no. hate us.
0: It's about principle.
1: And Rush talks about that all the time.
0: Yeah, it's about principle. Brooke, I want to thank you for joining us, We're, joining me on on this edition of the Ron Edwards American Experience. We're on a hard break, and I gotta let you go. But I want to thank you. Uh, you always add uh, spice to the show, and uh, we look forward <laughs> to you on your next appearance. Take care and uh, Godspeed thanks so much, God bless Bye now. Enjoying a cup of tea and listening
1: to the Ron Edwards experience, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: Absolutely. You are listening to the Ron Edwards American Experience, and thank you so much for joining me. had a great time with our guest a few minutes ago, and um, man, what a time. Anyway, you know, I did promise that I would touch on the story about the Valentine, but to be honest with you, it's a very long, drawn-out story. But uh, St. Valentine was a Roman priest at a time. There was an emperor called Claudius, a Roman emperor, who persecuted the church at that particular time. Father uh, Gara explained that um, uh, it was very brutal if you were a Christian. And um, we must bear in mind that it was a very permissive society at the same time in which Mr. Valentine lived. And polygamy was allowed and all kinds of weird things were going on. But he held on to the sacred belief that marriage is between a man and a woman. And uh, the idea of encouraging just a man and a woman to marry within the Christian church was what Valentine was all about. And he secretly married folks because of an edict against that by the uh, Roman emperor Claudius. And so um, he continued to marry people in secret according to the words in our Bible. And eventually he was thrown into jail and he was martyred for that uh, to make a long story short. In the year 269 uh, A.D., Valentine was sentenced to a three-part execution of beating, stoning, and finally decapitation, all because of his stand for Christian marriage. The story goes that the last words he wrote were in a note to uh, Asterius' daughter that he inspired today's romantic missives by signing it from your Valentine. And in fact, um, you know, it's a a sad story, but it's a great story. It's a story about a man who was brave and he stood up for his values and he was willing to die for it so that we today could enjoy the sanctity of marriage and the the great holiday we call Valentine's. And I think that um, we should kind of remember these historical factors uh, concerning our history and why we even celebrate things. Oftentimes we, we, we run into traditions and the history of things are watered down and we get away from the real meaning of things. So uh, just a little bit of history uh, concerning today's holiday called Valentine. And again, happy Valentine to you and yours. Well Trump derangement syndrome is much more prevalent throughout the United States of America, infecting far more than the coronavirus and proving to be more dangerous, than coronavirus. California is one of the epicenters of the dreaded syndrome. California's so-called lawmakers are working to pass a Trump derangement syndrome bill that would formally ban all California state employees from staying at any one of Trump's hotels anywhere on planet earth. This is truly a fascist policy. Evan Lowe is the Democrat California State Assemblyman who um, is responsible for making this proposal. So far, only one state worker has even booked a stay at a Trump hotel throughout the state's travel agency or its online booking tool since the start of 2016. So it's not like they've been, you know, um, banging down the doors to get into the Trump facilities But the Democrats have obviously forgotten the right of assembly, the right to uh, legally go about as we please. Oh, wait, they're trying to abolish our Bill of Rights. And that's what uh, this is all about. Yet these are the same people who will go to high and hell water for the right to kill babies, infanticide, pedophilia, you name it. They will fight to the teeth. They will fight until they. They will bite against um, what is right until their teeth are just gnawed away. They will gum us to death on behalf of killing babies. But yet, these people who are ruining one of the most beautiful places on earth (laughs) can find the time to have a law, to enact a law that says you cannot go. day at a trump hotel last time i checked business at the business at those facilities has not decreased and in many of them it has gone up so every time they try you know there's an old saying um, my dad used to tell me and my grandma every hard knock is a good boost so every time they continue to knock trump think that they are hurting his businesses i mean to be honest with you the average assembly person or the average person who supports all of that garbage that's going on in California, I wouldn't want them in my facilities anyway. Certainly wouldn't want them in my house. I mean, I, if I had to choose between them and a rat, I'd take the rat. I Seriously. I mean, these people are sick. They are ruining one of the most beautiful places on earth called California. I mean, that place is so beautiful, it, it's almost magical or whatever. I mean, gosh. And yet they have totally, I mean, do you know, did you know that California did not even have rats? Naturally, it did not have them. And for a long time. And yet these people have brought in all kinds of horrible things that are going on. They still, they're not even reporting anymore about the the, the, uh, typhoid fever that is uh, breaking out in Los Angeles and elsewhere. They, they, they keep things real hush-hush now. And so I, I just find it very, very despicable. On the East Coast, equally despicable. Several members of the Virginia House of Delegates recently turned their backs on a black minister of the gospel and walked out of the chambers when he prayed against abortion and homosexual marriage. Now, these are Democrats who always say they're for the black folks. They, we like them black people. You know that's you know they run around pretending that way, especially election time. well, Robert Grant, Minister of the Father's Way Church in Warrenton, Virginia, was invited to lead the opening prayer before the assembly uh, this past Tuesday. Now, his prayer included a warning of God's wrath for laws that violate biblical principles surrounding the unborn. A portion of his a portion of his prayer went as follows: I pray that you may understand. That all life is precious and worthy of a chance to be born. And he continued, God is the giver of life and people have no right or authority to take innocent life. That's true. The unborn have rights and those rights need to be protected. They should never be denied the right to exist, the right to develop, the right to have a family. Grant continued by telling lawmakers, the word of God has given us warning. Woe to anyone who harms an innocent child of Virginia. Please do not ignore their little voices. I pray for a heart change today, and may the Lord have mercy upon this leadership, and yet those so-called leaders. You know, I bastardized the term by, by putting leaders by these people by the description of these people. It is just horrible, horrific what is going on in another beautiful and great place, Virginia. Much of our history, you talk about the birth, birthplace of freedom, which they call uh, liberty, rather, which is called Boston. But 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 Virginia, Jamestown, are you kidding me? Williamsburg? This history of our nation and these corruptors, they invade great aspects of our republic, land-wise, and they move in like roaches and rats, and they invade and they putrefy the environment wherever they go. And they intend to continue legislating against the unborn, legislating against our Second Amendment, like they're doing. They just passed seven laws against the Second Amendment in in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Twenty years ago, that would not have happened. It was a red state. But yet, these invaders move in and say they're there for a better lifestyle because they're tired of where they, they were living. But they bring their voting patterns with them and produce hell on earth. Now the remainder of us have to stand up. It's time to push back. Because the longer we wait to do that, guess what? It becomes more difficult to do so. We don't want to end up in a dictatorship where we have no rights. That's what happened in Venezuela. They took their guns away in 2012. And just a few years later, now the people are chasing rats. Hoping, oh, I hope I find a rat tonight. You know, it, and it's and it's despicable. Well, folks, God bless America, and may America bless God. I, I'm, I'm very serious about that. But we, the people, have to unite. We've got to come together and refuse to give in to the status quo Republican or Democrat or Libertarian who pretend to be for liberty but uh, these, those people are just whacked out in many ways too anyway we shall get together on the next uh, edition of the Ron Edwards American Experience it's always a blessing to be with you every time and I thank you for joining me And uh, God bless you, God bless America, and may America bless God. I'm Ron Edwards, and we shall get
1: together on the next episode of the Ron Edwards American Experience.